What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out our 2021 NFL Draft Preview here on the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed. It is myself and Matty D previewing the 2021 NFL Draft. We go through the entire first round. We spend a lot of time on the top 10. Then we go rapid fire on the following 22 picks, 11 through 32. This one was a lot of fun to record. Can't wait to hear what you all think. I go on a nice Eagles rant. It was a lot of fun. Toot my own horn a little bit, but we had a lot of fun. I hope you do too. As always, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen card on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. Leave us a nice five-star review. We will give you a shout-out. ThunderBLG is the handle on Twitter to follow us. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. But enjoy the episode. Enjoy the draft. Hopefully your team picks the right players. And here we go. Welcome to this NFL Draft Preview here on the Fun V Tailgate Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, and there's only one person that is joining me, the draft expert. We talk about it almost every week during the regular season when we're breaking down college football, the NFL, what these teams need. It's only right. That he returns. Mr. Matty D, how are you, my friend? Uh, I wish I could tell you why. This time, why I just absolutely love the NFL draft. Not a good thing or a bad thing, by the way. I mean, but I just That's incredible it's just thing. one of those events that I, I I get behind, man. I get behind it. I'm, I'm excited every time. Every time. Um, I'm ready, you know? So uh let's go, you know, let's let's talk let's get into it a little bit let me you know this is gonna be this is gonna be fantastic and um thursday night you know the one thing that bums me out and i get why they do it the ratings are important but man i wish it was rounds one two three thursday just because i love love this so we'll see what happens but um you know again i'm i'm ready i'm excited and uh, can't wait to see what's gonna happen there's so many interesting spots we'll talk about like I call them like lynch, like almost like linchpin picks that are going to just change the whole complexity of the draft, and we'll get into that too. So I'm ready and can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be incredible to see how this goes. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. Drafts in general are always so much fun, whether it's the NFL, the NBA. The NHL draft is it's more niche. The baseball draft is the most niche. But like they're fun to, to pay attention to. You know, college hockey is getting more and more popular in the U.S. Uh, obviously, in the U.S., it's only in the U.S., but it's getting more and more popular. World Juniors getting more popular in the U.S. But football, college football, staple of Americana. The NFL draft is just the beginning of the tidal wave that is NFL content to us. But to your point, with Thursday night, obviously, when we were in high school, it was Saturday at noon was the first pick, and it just went basically through the weekend. And now right. it does the first night, and it's almost like a television show. You sit down, you know, it begins at 8 p.m., 
And it ends promptly by 1130. It's like the Oscars, which is fitting because they were this past Sunday of that. You know, they have this idea of what to do when we went to it in Philly. It was it was pretty awesome to watch it. And it was very much like going to a concert. Obviously, it's going to be a little different this year. It's in Cleveland, like unlike last year, where Goodell was at his fucking fireside chat. He's allowed to hug people because he's vaccinated, but it's going to still be awesome. And then, yeah, the, the Friday, the, the rounds two and three, I don't know why you just don't start it as like a marathon of let's get as many picks as we can before this time. I get doing the first round because it adds that kind of, you know, here's the 32nd pick. Let's see what ends up happening. Obviously, 2018, yeah, 18, it's, it's Lamar Jackson ends up, you know, the Ravens trading in. You kind of get that drama of because there's a pause, is my team going to swoop in and make one last pick and that sort of stuff. So there is that layer to it of having fun in that regard. Um, but I agree with you. Just keeping it rolling is always good to, to you know, have the tel- – to not even for the television ratings, but just to keep the, the vibe going and, and kind of making a weekend out of it. It's, you know, football is meant for Sundays, and the fact that, it's, that it, you know, gets completely blown out before then does feel a little a little sad. I don't know. It does. It does. But um, but this is a time of hope. Okay. After the draft, almost every team, oh, we're set. You know, we're set. So many teams are going to be ranked. Lives of losing the draft that end up winning it later. So many teams are, oh, we won this draft. We're going to be a lock to have a great season. And they don't. Um, happens every time. But this is a season of hope. A lot of young people, a lot of young men about to have a dream come true, which I think is really cool. I think we forget that you know, how much a lot of these kids, you know, have worked so hard for so many years. So, um, you know, that's why I, that's, I, I just, I love what I, they get, they get to hug the commissioner this year, which I think is really cool, you know, as they start to realize that dream. So I'm ready. I, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be incredibly exciting. Obviously it's going to be documented or well-documented of who's going to go one and two, or at least it seems like it is because we've been talking about it forever. Obviously lose for Trevor Lawrence. And now we have the idea about who's going number two. Um, And you know, at least the first, I should put it this way. The first few picks, we have an idea that it's going to be quarterbacks. We know it's probably Trevor Lawrence, most likely 99.9%. And we're going to go through the mock draft, but Matt, what would be the biggest shock of coming out and seeing Either Jaguars or Jets not selecting a quarterback. Wow. I, I, I don't see any way. With Sam Darnold being moved, I, I don't see any way. I don't. I, I, I think there is a 0% chance that the Jets or Jaguars don't. I literally think it's zero. I, I, think, I, think, I think Trevor Lawrence could mysteriously disappear and the Jaguars would still take Zach Wilson. Like, and then the Jets would still take Justin Fields yeah. or Trevor. Like, I literally mean, I, I think it's a 0% chance that a quarterback isn't taken one and two. And, and I'll give you a reason why. Jacksonville locked in, and we'll get to them in a second. But the Jets, the Jets had an opportunity to trade back, keep Sam Darnold and trade back with the 49ers, and we'll get to their trade. But they didn't do it, which means that they're locked in, not a quarterback. Um, whether that's right or wrong is a different story. Um, but... Again, I think this has been one of the easier drafts to kind of to kind of know who was going to be number one overall. He's been the first overall pick since he was a you could argue freshman, literally freshman 
in college, Trevor Lawrence was the number one overall pick. And we're going to kind of mock out the first round here tonight. But Trevor Lawrence, freshman year, took over. Um, oh, and what's that guy's name? He went to Missouri. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, it'll come to me. Bryant. Um, something Bryant, right? Kelly Bryant. That yeah. might be his name. I'm like 95% sure. He And he had won, like, everything, right? He took over for Deshaun Watson and won a bunch of games for them. And as a senior, yeah. got benched for Trevor Lawrence. Um, who has done almost everything. And I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to get a little bit of the Andrew Luck treatment. If you remember back, Andrew Luck was the first overall pick for God knows how many weeks, if not a year. And then then Robert Griffin had a Heisman Trophy season. And people were like, well, maybe, maybe the Colts will take Robert Griffin over Andrew Luck. Now, Andrew Luck, yes, he did step away very early from the game, but he was better than Rob Griffin. I'm not saying Zach Wilson ever got there. People thought maybe Justin Fields would have after that performance against Clemson. Uh, But then his draft stock has fallen, and we'll talk about him tonight. But um, Trevor Lawrence locked in at number one. I I don't – I mean, Urban Meyer didn't come back for nothing, right? He knows he's about to get a a a once-in-a-generation prospect at the same level of an Andrew Luck, a John Elway. You know, there's not many guys that walk through the door that bring Trevor Lawrence's abilities. Um, he's massive. He's fast. He has a huge arm. And he's got a great head. He's calm and collected. He won at the collegiate level. A lot of times some of these top picks don't win. Um, even Andrew Luck, yes, he had a ton of success, but he didn't play in Stanford in these big games. Trevor Lawrence played and played well, although I have some concerns about a couple of the last games, but played well. In a lot of games, he checks every single box of a modern quarterback with a little flair of old school. He can throw from the pocket. He can run. I mean, again, I think we 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 do a lot, but he just he's just a fantastic quarterback. Twenty four and five intercept touchdowns, interceptions, rushed for eight in twenty nineteen. He was better. Thirty six touchdowns and eight interceptions, ran for over five hundred yards, nine touchdowns. And yes, I understand Clemson has a lot of offensive talent. They're, they're, they're arguably wide receiver you, although I think Alabama's making a run there. But if you watch the Clemson game, he did it all. And I think he did it all in an offense that was actually probably limiting him a little bit. I'm excited to see him in the pros. Jacksonville has a lot of needs, but this is a slam dunk first overall pick. I don't know what else to say. No, I totally agree with you. It, it is something of he's been annoying to that since you're exactly right. I forgot about the Kelly Bryant saga that he, he, I just thought he took right over for Deshaun Watson. Um, and then remember, he was like hurt for a little bit. Obviously, he was hurt this past year, but he's hurt that freshman year. And they almost lost. And then they did lose to Syracuse, all that crazy stuff that happened. And yeah, every time he, he gets there, he's literally the difference between them losing to Notre Dame last year and them putting a spank on him in the ACC championship game. You know, it's it's follows him well. Obviously, there's the different quotes of, from his dad that he could walk away from football at any moment or that he missed the, the medical recheck for the combine or the scouting combine recheck, whatever you want to call it, uh, when he was getting married, um, which, you know, if you want to, if you want to try to put things against him, you're just a hater. You're just somebody who thinks, you know, that he's not going to be that good. Or you think that Jaguars are a lousy franchise. You don't like urban Meyer, whatever you want. He's is slam dunk for it. Um, 
it goes into the number two pick. So that's that's the first overall pick. There's not much more we can say about that, uh, except for right. how he does in in the pros. But I feel like it's you know Rome wasn't built in a day, and I think that's probably the Jaguars' mentality going into it. Hmm. But 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 here's what I would say too. Like if you're and I'll just I'll, I'll end my Lawrence love because I feel like he doesn't get talked about. Right? Because when you become the locked in number one, people kind of don't talk about it anymore. Yeah, when you're the best player, what you, I you, there's right. more exciting stories around this of. Different trades, the 49ers moving up to three, the Eagles moving back to 12 because the Dolphins want to get back into it and all this sort of stuff. And, Lauren, you know, we've known this, like you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, he throws a really nice deep ball accurately. Um, it's not just that he has a cannon. It's that he understands how to put the ball in a spot. You know, in the pros, you, you can't just have a big arm. You have to have a big arm that you know where, and you know, and you know how to lay it in there for these receivers. And, and he does so many things right. But that that to me kind of sets him apart. Um, and you see that on game film. Um, a lot of times, if, you know, you see these highlight plays from other quarterbacks, and they throw a ball up, and it's under throw, but the receiver catches it because it's college. It doesn't happen as much in the NFL. Granted, maybe you have a receiver that can do that, but um, he's just he's just fantastic, and and he's a day one starter. Um, and you know, Jacksonville, even if he's even if look, even if Trevor Lawrence is a bust. Jacksonville only has – it's the only choice. You have to take him, right? 6'6", 220 pounds, kind of fits that big giant mold. Um, you know, and anyway, I'll just – I'll leave it at that. That's, we're done. We can move on to number two. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perfect, Ed. You're right. Unless they wanted to trade out of it, which is that's, – that was the only thing that I was trying to get you to say that could shock you is that I'm they decided – at the last minute they're going to trade out of this thing. And you're right. The Jets no. trading away Sam Darnold, showing they're going all in on – quarterback and for the most part it seems like it's going to be zach wilson that's why i was saying it seems like the first two are kind of written in ink matt do you think that's the right pick do you have you seen anything else or what do you think of uh of this number two pick who do you got yeah look i think that i look, i'll tell you right off the bat jets made a mistake i, I would have traded out got some additional picks and then and then dr- continued to build around sam darnold who i truly really think is an excellent quarterback at the NFL level if he was on a decent team. But the Jets are horrible. Um, Can they, I put it they, to you this way have, to support your point? Ryan Tannehill leaves Adam Gase, goes to the AFC Championship game. I, I mean, the, the Jets the lie. just aren't. the lie. You can't. I, the Jets just aren't. They, they have so many problems. And Jacksonville, by the way, because how easy of a pick it is for them, we haven't said much. Now, look, I'm not against Zach Wilson. Some of the concerns I have, one, he is undersized. Um, he is 6'3", but only 200 pounds, just kind of has that undersized feel. Um, I, you know, I guess the question I have is, everyone's like, oh, he can ad-lib, 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 ad-lib. The best quarterback in the game doesn't ad-lib. He plays on schedule, right? Uh, and, and by the way, Patrick Mahomes can ad-lib, but he can also play on schedule. Aaron Rodgers does a lot of great things ad-libbing, but what made him so good this year in a Matt LaFleur offense is that he also did a lot on schedule. To me, one of the concerns I have is that I, that mentality to, to scramble first I don't think is a good thing, especially for an undersized quarterback. Can he take the beating? Um, I, I'm, I'm concerned. So, I, you know, I know he's, you know, I know, He's inspired, but I, I wonder if the ego's a lot. I don't know. 
I, I get why they're taking him um, because he checks a lot of boxes, but man, I, I'm not sure. I think there's a lot of teams that are split on him would be the better way to put it. Well, that's I don't what, know if every team at two would take it. Yeah, so that's what I was about to ask. So that's kind of what it seems like, is that even just looking through different mocks, most people have him going two. But you see position right. rank, you see overall rank, and there are other guys that we're going to talk about who we've talked about a ton, whether it's Penny Sewell, whether it's Kyle Pitts, you know, the plethora of receivers that are going to go at, at some point in this, in this first round, of seeing where he ranks within the quarterbacks on different experts overall lists somewhere he's fifth and somewhere he's two behind Lawrence. And it's this weird thing of maybe it is the swagger. Maybe it's, you know, that he played at BYU. And like you mentioned of being a winner, or even just having that experience of that. Maybe some people value that more with a Justin Fields or with, um, uh, Bama quarterback, Mac Jones. Sorry. Um, Jones, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, or and, and that's why they have them higher than than uh, our guy. But I don't know. It's it's something here with Wilson that you there's something that seems off about it. And it, like, and I don't want to just be like, oh, because it's the Jets picking it. But there's something that that does seem a little you know shaky to me of, of seeing just giving him the layup of being this number two overall pick. It seems like just from the number of mock drafts, that's what they're going to go with. But it, it does not seem Zach. like they're going Zach Wilson. I'm yeah. telling you, I, it, I, it I, I don't know if I like agree with right it. Pick. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like there, there was to me, you know, they could have done a number of different things and kept Sam Darnold, who I think is pro ready. Now, by the way, Zach Wilson's done a lot of really good things. I'm not saying he can't be a good quarterback. I just think his floor is potentially lower than a lot of guys. And I don't know if his ceiling is as high as other guys around him would be uh, kind of the way I put it, but the jets, they put, look, they're going to go with it. They got a couple picks. They got a second rounder from Sam Darnold. I mean, that's not bad. Um, and, and they're, they, yeah, they're going Jack Wilson and he may be very exciting. The question is, you know, we look at Kyler Murray, uh, Kyler Murray's super exciting, great fantasy quarterback, but, but just, is he, is he a good enough Profession pro quarterback to win games. The jury's out, but my initial impression is, man, he's going to be fun, but he's not necessarily going to win enough. He's he's w- obviously way smaller than Zach Wilson, but that same menta- mentality of I'm going to scramble. Now Wilson is fast like Kyler is, or a couple other quarterbacks in this draft. He doesn't have the same running ability even as Trevor Lawrence, yeah. but he can move in the pocket and, and scramble and make plays. And a lot of this off-script stuff is what people are wanting because they watch Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, who's a little more obviously run first than Mahomes, um, and even Aaron Rodgers do it, and that's what they want. Um, Zach's going to come in with a lot of – Wilson's going to come with a lot of bravado. Um, I, I've heard a negative that he's a, a rich – he comes from a rich family, entitled. you know. And I'm not sure that's right or wrong, by the way, but we'll see what happens. So he's smart. Got the confidence, and we'll see what happens, though. Um, Who's a and current I think NFL quarterback that you'd compare him to? So, you know, I can't, you're not going to give him Aaron Rodgers because that's just, you can't compare anybody to Aaron Rodgers sure. who talent wise is off the charts. But that style um, so of play? That's, I mean, a little bit not of as, that style. Not as literal run and gun as a Mahomes, but that kind of 
You, you, yeah, you kept sure using improvise, but like can be mobile and can throw on the run, but will be right, pocket like first. The, right, like the play breaks down. But see, I think he's. I think he needs to be more pocket first. I and again, it's hard because I, I don't want to make a mistake of comparing him. Early career Russell Wilson comes to mind. I feel like Russell is Wilson has settled down into a very good pocket passer who can scramble, and I think that's important. My concern, that's so I'm, I I think Zach Wilson has some of that young Russell Wilson in him. I know the last names match up. Forget about that for a second. I don't I don't mean anything by that. Um, you know, that that that's a guy that kind of pops into my head, early career Russell Wilson, and a lesser version of Aaron Rodgers. Not that he can't, not that he doesn't have the talent of Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Aaron Rodgers is 6'3", too, but just just that same style of improv, improvisation, um, I, I think could exist here would be the way I'd put it. I like it. I like it. Well, let's go to three. San Francisco 49ers sit there. They trade it up. It's very obvious, at least it seems, that they're going quarterback when asked about you don't you don't give up you don't give up that kind of gas. Yeah. You don't give up that kind of that kind of resource to, to take unless there was an other world. I, I think the only kind of thing you could think was like an other world edge rusher would be the only yeah. other position that you would even consider. And and, and there's not one in this draft. So and, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just, yeah. Well, no, just to finish your point of other positions, I know George Kittle gets hurt, but they're not picking Kyle Pitts. They would have, they would have traded with the Bengals. Um, right. They wouldn't have gone to number three. But when, did you see Kyle Shanahan when asked if Jimmy G would still be on the, the 49ers by the end of the weekend? Oh, I loved his answer, by the way. He goes, for if you haven't seen this, he goes, well, I can't guarantee any of us will be alive by the end of the weekend. Oh, <laughs> uh, just um, so trying to keep the, the cards close to the chest, Matt. Who do you think the 49ers are taking number three? So I, I talked about linchpin picks. I actually don't think this is one, right? Okay. Because I know it's going to be a quarterback, and that's what I mean here. Is you know the to me, we know the position. Obviously, who they pick could affect a few teams moving down. The, the line, but linchpin picks are you're picking a position that's either going to create a run or take somebody off the board, and we're going to get to that guy, that kind of pick soon. Um, I think this is fascinating. Now, I'll tell you who I would take. Okay. Uh, it, I would take Justin Fields. Now, I, you know I'm not an Ohio State guy, all right, at all. And I know there's concerns about Justin Fields' pocket awareness and ability to read a defense, and I think that's legitimate. And I think the other thing here that's really interesting is, tell me the last Ohio State quarterback that's been any good in the pros. And I take that same argument and then I say, tell me any Alabama quarterback that's been good in the pros. There aren't a lot, if any, right? I mean, literally, Dwayne Haskins didn't work out. Um, Is it Carson you got, Palmer? You got RJ. Is that the answer? No, Carson Palmer was at USC. He, oh, he's from Ohio. That's right. Uh, no, he played for the fucking Bengals. Right. That's why I'm thinking Ohio. Right. Um, right. But Ohio State has not produced quality quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. And neither has Alabama, by the way we're going to get to the guy that they might take i am shocked that they moved that they are going to move all the way up to potentially take mac jones i have nothing against mac jones i think he has an opportunity to be one of those quarterbacks that beats you with his brain and i think that's a great quarterback you could argue drew Brees did that for years late late career not late career early career peyton manning did it but he had everything else late career peyton manning did it there is nothing wrong with an extremely intelligent quarterback who can make quick reads, right? That's what Tom, Tom Brady isn't an elite athlete. He doesn't run fast. His arm strength is great, by the way, 
but he doesn't have this ad lib ability that everybody needs to have in a quarterback. But what does he do? He knows where the ball needs to go and how to get it there. And that's what Mac Jones brings. That being said, he's not a guy you move up for. To me, Justin Fields, number one overall prospect, went to Georgia, transferred to Ohio State, can run with the best of them, is big and sturdy, and has shown an ability to throw a really good football. I watched that Clemson game. He wasn't just hitting receivers. He's hitting them in stride, which I think is an – we always, oh, my God, look at that big play. Well, did the receiver have to turn around and make a play, or did the ball just drop right in his arms? And Justin Fields showed that. Now, the pocket awareness concerns me, but Kyle Shanahan doesn't. Right? He's a great offensive talent. I would take Fields, and I'm not discrediting Trey Lance, um, but apparently they're down to Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Um, God, I, I'm shocked that they want Mac Jones, but apparently it's who Kyle Shanahan wants. He kind of fits a little, a little Matt Ryan ish esque, okay. which is, which is Kyle Shanahan's former um, protege, right? Not protege, but former, former quarterback when he was with Atlanta. So I think they're going to take Mac Jones. I'm shocked they traded up to do it. So it's funny in reading a number of different mocks, they basically said the same thing you have of, it seems that they're going to take Mac Jones. Would I do it? No. Now, I guess on the, the opposite side of it, it's a guy who obviously won. He had really good receivers. I guess the theory there is let the, the guys catching the ball make the plays and have this guy who, you know, it can basically be meat and potatoes and get the job done for you. Do it. To that, I would say, you know, obviously health is a big concern. The 49ers know that more than anybody, I would say, even more so than our beloved Philadelphia Eagles, that we can blame all that if we want to. Um, I'm not bitter. I'm just delusional. (laughs) But, um, no, I, you know, maybe it's something that because everybody hates the pick, it turns out to be good, you know, one of those crazy, crazy things that Kyle Shanahan knows something we don't. Obviously, is a smart offensive coach. So there's something he sees that's going to come into it. So it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm trying to, like, go against your thought because I, I – Frankly, I agree with you that it's kind of a – I would rather take take a Fields and run on it. Like you mentioned with Lawrence, even if he ends up being a bust, what were you supposed to do, um, you know, with that sort of stuff? There's not like there's the the red flags of – we're going right. to Lawrence. Um, but even with Mac Jones, the only red flags is that he went to Alabama. He could have been an Auburn quarterback, and you're thinking, oh, well, you know, Cam Newton went there, and blah, 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 of that sort of stuff. It just – it seems strange just of everything you gave up to go up there – Especially with how Justin Fields, and this is turning more into a conversation about him than Mac Jones, is being perceived coming around the draft. Like, I've seen some that have him as a late first-rounder, but others that have him coming on this run of quarterbacks. Some that have him as the third or second-best prospect, but still going late in the first round. So it's this weird perception versus reality thing. I don't know if it's that just we're thinking maybe Alabama's due for a good quarterback. Who the fuck knows? But... I don't know the the Niners. You know they they've had some pretty good talent evaluations in the last few drafts and have done pretty good jobs acquiring various talents. Sure. So. Well, Nick, but yeah, like think about it, like Nick Bosa was an, like, sure. Y- okay, yes. that's fair. Um, but he was an easy pick, right? He got oh yeah, they're gonna take him. I, I think. But I, the availability is an attribute, and Jimmy sure. Garoppolo, as much as they like him, hasn't been one. No, um, I totally been available. agree. As, um, as and, much of a so bummer it is that they're moving on yeah. from him, you're exactly right. That injuries have plagued him throughout that season, and it, it's crazy which, to think which that that's is, yeah that, that is, all this is happening. That's 
it's the hard. There's the hard part. We always talk about oh, well, they're gonna they're gonna draft a guy, let him sit. You're not taking a guy at three to let him sit. So even if they took a Trey Lance who has a all he has a ceiling similar to Trevor Lawrence's, not saying he's gonna get there. To, to, to take out like him, he's not going to sit that long. If Jimmy G gets hurt or plays bad at all, they're going to move into Trey Lance. So, uh, you know, to me, Jimmy G goes where he goes. I don't know. I thought maybe Alabama, but this draft might help. Uh, not Alabama. I'm sorry. Maybe the Patriots, but you know, going back home. But this draft might change. Anyway, I, I think it's Mac Jones. Well, why I don't think it's a linchpin is doesn't matter who what they take in my mind. Like. Taking Mac Jones, I think other teams will be happy. Gets him off the board. They don't have to deal with that enigma. Granted, the other quarterbacks are also enigmas, right? Like Justin Fields and Trey Lance have red flags in terms of their game. So, to me, the the it's a it's a fascinating pick, and, and I, I love that they're going to go for it. Right? They're going to. I think Kyle Shanahan will take who he wants, and he'll ride or die with this guy. This is honestly his job to me on the line. If he takes Mac Jones and Mac Jones flops, he's out. If he takes Trey Lance and Trey Lance, Trey Lance flops, Kyle Shanahan will be looking for a new team in three to four years. So That's how big of a gamble this is. For how me. quick are you putting the leash on for that kind of a pick? I, I think you give him until you have to make the decision on the fifth-year option. I should say how quicker. How for quick Kyle Shanahan, I think he gets. I think he gets the four years of the quarterback he takes. So if he takes Mac Jones. And it doesn't work out. That's four. It, it, then, then he you won't we won't have mean, a job. What you mean by that is the four years on his rookie deal, right? And then they okay. have a decision on the fifth year option. Usually, if you're deciding on the top five pick in the fifth year option, especially if it's a quarterback, if it's not it's not a if you don't you don't pick up the option, you sign him to an extension. The Eagles did it. The Rams did it right with Goff. I mean, you hate it because it didn't work out, but it's the same sentiment. Um, it's what they'll, they'll they'll come up with a with an extension there. Sure. Yep. But I, I think the next pick is the lynch is one of the major linchpins of this draft, and that's number four, the Atlanta Falcons. So let's Fascinating let's Jordan. have you unpack all the different options that could have here. Do you think A? Do you think Atlanta uses it? And B, if they don't, would a team like a Houston Texans? Or a you know a team, Ooh. teams that, that are trying to figure out. So this is something. The reason why I've I've gone on to this is that you mentioned run picks, and I went back to the the draft that I was at in Philadelphia, where it seemed like there was a run of both both quarterbacks and wide receivers, which is another position that could ha- very well have a run in this draft, especially yep. early on. And I found out that. I knew the Browns traded away the pick. I didn't realize that was the pick they got from the Eagles for Carson Wentz, which is crazy to think about <laughs> that that draft yeah. pick turned into into Deshaun Watson um, trade trees. But they could move up. Obviously, everything that's happening with Deshaun Watson is kind of turning any sort of real trade talks kind of down the toilet. The Bears are another team that could that could jump out to me of how do they figure out anything with quarterbacks? Obviously, they have their short term solution, but they could do that. Do you think this is a, A, is it a slam dunk that it's going to be a quarterback? B, do the Falcons end up using it? And C, what ends, is that, What is the other options? Yeah, I, I think, first of all, the Falcons would, would the Falcons have a problem in, in that. And I think Matt Ryan is still a quality NFL quarterback, by the way. Falcons have a problem is that Matt Ryan's cap hit is, is it makes Carson Wentz's current dead money kit, which is killing the Eagles, look like nothing. 
it's like $50 million. You, you can't do it is the point I'm making unless they get really creative. Now, one of the creative solutions, by the way, man, how about this? What if the Texans called? And it's a shame. And obviously, if he's guilty, all bets are off. But if Deshaun Watson didn't have the issue right now with the accusations of inappropriate or, or even sexual assault or more than that, you know, he would be a fascinating chip in this entire situation. What about trading this pick? For Deshaun Watson, send Matt Ryan either there or somewhere else. Maybe Julio Jones is involved because apparently he's on the block. All fascinating ideas. I think if you're the Falcons, I think trading out makes sense because they don't need offense, right? Their offense is currently in constructed is a great offense with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. And I know Todd Gurley may not be back, but Matt Ryan, Hayden Hurst is a decent tight end, a pretty good offensive line with a couple high picks on it, Jake Matthews couple interior linemen that they took um the issue with them is they scored plenty of points they just can't stop anybody they need defenders and the problem is this draft doesn't have a lot of elite defensive players people thought maybe micah parsons out of penn state would be worthy of the fourth overall pick he he you know for whatever reason is not there's not an elite pass rusher um you know there's good corners maybe even great corners but you don't have a slam dunk like i'm thinking patrick peterson kind of corner coming out this year. So the Falcons are in a weird spot where they need defense and they're not going to get it. Is it more um, important and, for them to trade down and get a defender with whatever bounty they could get for this? than getting I, like a Penny I Sewell. Could they go for him? I don't need him. So what, what I would say is that the Falcons are in such an interesting spot because Kyle Pitts would look great. Right. And I know he's elite. The question is, do you need do you need him to win? And in my mind, you don't. You need defense. And so if you could trade back, accumulate a few picks, pick a, a, a two or three impact defenders over the first couple rounds this year to change that defense, and, and, and then we're good. Now, oh, they may never be this high again. Well, Matt Ryan only has three to four more good years. So soak that out of him. And then if you stink, you could take a quarterback and have a bunch of defenders coming into their prime ready to go with a young stud at the quarterback position. So, again, I think they're all over the map here. Um, I I don't know where they're going to go. I think if they stay in the pick, they take Kyle Pitts. I get it. It makes sense. He's arguably the number one prospect. I think he's two outside of a uh, – um, outside of a – what's it called? Outside of a uh, – outside Trevor Lawrence, excuse me. Um, I, I think he's the best tight end prospect in quite a while. Um, you, we talked about, yeah, but that's who I would go with if they're staying at four. Um, but I would trade out. I would trade out with a couple teams I would talk to. The Denver Broncos come up right away. Yeah, they're, who can they? Obviously, they're another team that's there the too. I, I feel like I should have right. should have probably thrown that out there. Uh, no, yeah, but who can they pluck from the or the Patriots? There's another great option. Hey, there's a quarterback you like, come up and get him. You know, I, I would I would be willing to take a slightly quote unquote undervalued trade if it means I could get a potentially impact defender anywhere between 10 and 15. That's who I'd be calling and talking to. Anybody in that 10 to 15 range. You know who I would call? Oh, shade. The cow the cowboys. No, nah, the cowboys aren't taking a quarterback. They're not taking a quarterback. 
but Jerry wants Kyle Pitts. Oh, he said it. So make a phone call. Hey, you give me X, Y, Z, you get the fourth pit and fourth pick in Kyle Pitts. I think it's a huge mistake for the Cowboys, by the way. They just like the Falcons desperately need defense. They can make it work with Blake Jarwin. They've got all kinds of good receivers and a running back. And so that's the, that's the first call I would make. Can I get the Cowboys to overpay for the fourth pick? Um, and if not, I'm going to the Broncos, the Patriots, anybody that needs a quarterback once, but this is a draft day trade because there's got to be a team that values whoever the, the 49ers don't take, take someone's going to value. Oh, I need him. I need fields. I, the Raiders are interested, but the question they're is pretty, what can they offer? Yeah. I was going to say they're pretty draft pick poor. <sighs> right. And that's the problem with the bears too, by the way, the bears and the, like some of these quarterbacks. Oh, that's a good team, point. The I bears, forgot. They're, the Raiders so are now draft pick poor because they because of Antonio Brown. They were draft pick rich because of Khalil Mack. That's a good point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So well anyway. Um, yeah. So so I you know I, I that that's kind of my I think they take I'm not going to do mock trades. I think it's too challenging. I think this is a great spot to trade to though for a quarterback, and I think it could very well happen. But I'm going to stick with a non trade and take, just take Kyle Pitts and don't think about it. All right. So I'll I'll put it this way then. Because this kind of links into number five, and I this is where your linchpin theor, theoretical physics moves comes into play. If the Falcons or whomever picks there pick a quarterback, and you're the Cincinnati Bengals, so you already have Kyle Pitts going. So in my mind, it would be a, in using your draft order, it'd be a slam dunk for them to take Penny Sewell. But if Pitts is there, is it still Sewell? Yeah, I, I if I'm the GM of the Bengals, I'm taking the best offensive lineman, and to me that is highest ceiling. Penny Sewell. I love Slater. I love the USC guard, but Penny Sewell is my choice. The problem is, uh, well, and this is weird, right? Because you say that the Bengals are historically one of the most conservative organizations in football. They don't take. They, they draft a lot of guys that you don't even know about. Um, whether it's linemen, I think Penny Sewell is their choice. Now, I know Jamar Chase is out there, and I appreciate that, and he is a great prospect, although a lot of these guys who skipped a year are sliding a bit. What did they do in their year off? What is the tape? We don't have tape, right? All of a sudden, you're saying, wait a second. Now, I know Jamar Chase was dominant in an all-time offense with, with um, Justin Jefferson, Joe, Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Hilar. Don't forget, um, they might have the guy, Terrence, I think it's Terrence Marshall, who's going to be a late first, early second wide receiver. He's an elite wide receiver, but he came from an elite offense. And he, we didn't see him this year in a bad, in a, in a worse LSU offense. So the, I think there's some scouts out there saying, wow, I know DeMar Chase is this top dog, but you know where does he kind of fit without having tape? Penny Sewell is a day one left tackle starter who checks every box from an athleticism standpoint that you need. His tape is amazing. I, I, I would, I, if the Eagle, I wanted the Eagles to take him, even though the Eagles may not even need a tackle when you think about Lane Johnson and, and now I won't even go into that. I'll get into the whole thing on that, but I, I, Penny Sewell is to me the right choice. Do they make it? I think they do. I think they stick to it. Uh, their owner, Mike Brown is old school. They have a very, Got a small scouting department. I think they take Penny Sewell. I think it's a great pick. 
I think it's an A plus pick. Six six three twenty five. It can float around the field. He has exploded. Um, did not allow a snap. I mean, just this is a guy who probably goes past, number two overall. If quarterbacks weren't at such a premium uh, yes. right now in the NFL. Yeah, and I, I really, do. I totally I think, agree with you. I think, yeah, I, I think they take Penny, so I think it's the right choice. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I mean, it's weird to think that Pitts doesn't go that high because I think you're right too that it's you know he's such a he seems like a generational tight end which is crazy to say in terms of that sort of stuff to remind people Zach Ertz was picked before Travis Kelsey um one of the crazier although, although you you could as great as Travis Kelsey is right now what would Zach Ertz be with Patrick Mahomes again Kelsey's great but what well, Travis Kelsey was really good. Travis Kelsey was also really good with Alex Smith. So that's there's true, that. That's true. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, was last year, was last year just an aberration? So again, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just gonna back my boy. You're fair. Up You're too. fair. You're fair. Right. So even though yep. it's it's very any Eagles Twitter account that I'm following seems to be convinced that he will not be with the Eagles by the end of the draft weekend. But we'll get there when we talk right. about the Eagles. Yeah. Um, but let's keep it moving. We're through the top five. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, um, yeah, I know. What say. Let's just so let's do this. We'll go to the t- we'll go through the top ten. We'll kind of hit some of the other ones here because now, like, sure. we're getting into different uh, into different well, I was, I, theoretical I, I trades quick here too, and that yeah. sort of stuff. Six, Jamar Chase seems like the consensus on any mock draft I'm seeing. It seems like the Dolphins need wide receivers. He's seems to be the best one. He se- you could argue. That he was even better than Justin Jefferson, who caught five touchdown passes in the national championship game on that national championship team, an all-time team, as you mentioned before. Matt, is that the pick? I, I Again, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think they're going to take him just because Parker, you know, Kenny, Kenny Stills, I know, he, uh, yes, Jamar Chase, my concerns with Jamar Chase, 6'1", 200 pounds. Not super tall, not super dominant. He's got to create separation. I'm not saying he can't. But he's got to do it. Um, but yeah, I think they, I think they take Pitts. Um, I think I'm sorry, Pitts. I'm sorry, Jamar Chase. Um, and I think they just move on to the next pick. Uh, again, they can go defense, but there's not enough quality defenders in this draft. Um, which takes us to seven. To me, another linchpin. That's the Detroit Lions. Jordy, do you have any idea what the Lions are going to do? Because I don't. I have no idea. So this is one of the picks that I've seen on a number of different mock drafts. Them trading and not a consensus. They trade with the Patriots, which is one that I have there. So the Patriots can draft Trey Lance or uh, any other Great idea. Um, I think that if Kyle Pitts is there, do you try to go two wide, or two tight ends with TJ Hawkinson and run it that way like the Patriots did 10 years ago with they Hernandez? They gave Dan Campbell, what is it, a seven-year deal? Yeah. What does Campbell love? I mean, he loves defense. Do they take Micah Parsons? No, he loves toughness, right? Toughness. That's right. He loves grit. (laughs) He's a man's man. He's a crazy person. I think they go with Penny Sue off the board. I think they take Rashawn Slater. I think he loves this guy. I think he loves a ground pound kind of offensive lineman, can play anywhere, out tackle guard, even center. I think he takes Slater. That's what Dan Campbell, to me, would do. So you actually are bringing up a really good question of 
that you're bringing this up, and I would think the same way, and we mentioned it when we were talking about Sewell, that he probably, if there's not a huge premium on quarterbacks, goes number two. And a lot of linemen, guys in the trenches, linebackers, whether they're an edge rusher or they're a guy who's a Mike or a Will, an outside linebacker, probably may normally go there. Are we crazy to think that all these skill guys are going to go? Or is the Dan Campbells of the world these guys that are begging for a big man either on the offensive side of the ball to defend their quarterbacks that they're investing money into, that they might be investing draft picks into, or guys to get there because there's a generational talent maybe coming to the the ACC, the AFC, or just different guys that are coming into their own? Are we crazy? You know... To think, think that we're, all these skill guys teams, are going. Smart teams don't care about the flash. I'm not saying that Tim Campbell is smart or that the Detroit Lions are a smart team because their record shows they aren't. That being said, I I'm I, I think I think about the Eagles drafts. Like Fletcher Cox wasn't a beloved draft pick. Brandon Graham. I know we missed out on Earl Thomas, and that's a bummer. But Brandon Graham wasn't a popular lane job. Like smart teams, I love teams that draft trench players early and often and all the time. Going back to 2017, the Eagles traded back and got Derek Barnett. And people were, I even asked you, I I, immediately texted you and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And you were like, we love this pick. Obviously, Andre Dillard is the one that sticks with with Eagles fans. but can but but hang well Danny Watkins might be the worst one but oh, yeah. can Andre but Andre, <laughs> we got to give Andre he was he was out he was injured give that's him a fair, chance issue fair. whether whether him or my lot of starts I don't care but give him a chance so my point being I think I think good teams are built off on the line Jared Goff needs an offensive line to succeed so I think Slater's the choice here yes they could go Waddle or Smith at a wide receiver totally appreciate that I think they're going to go Slater I think Dan Campbell wants that win in the trenches mentality I love which it. takes us to eight and the carolina panthers sam darnold they're not taking a quarterback oh we take quarterback now, i know it sounds weird because we're kind of high up in this draft but the, without trades we're not taking quarterback that's the hard part correct um there's a lot of different ways they can go personally i like them to stay defense right i think they've got some decent offensive weapons now, they could, with Slater and Sewell off the board, I think they probably avoid offensive life, even though I like Tucker out of USC. I like them to take a cornerback here. And J- unfortunately for Eagles fans, J.C. Horn is shooting up draft. Son of Joe Horn, the former Saints wide receiver. Um, J.C. is a really good, big, physical athlete who has battled up front. I, I think he's the pick here at eight. I think it's smart for the Panthers. I think Matt Rule is intelligent. I think he understands this is not this year's team. This is Saints are transitioning. Falcons haven't figured it out. Brady only has X amount of years left. How can I build a roster that can win in two or three years as opposed to right now? Not that they can't have a good season to make a wild card berth this year with Sam Darnold, but I'm building for the post-Brady NFC South era. And I think a good corner like J.C. Horn really helps him out. That's who I'm taking. Yeah, I think I agree. They go defense. That's a good pick. I didn't realize he was shooting up as high as he was. Sertan seems like the, the first cornerback off the board. He seems like a a good 
cornerback. How many times last year were we like, oh, you know, SEC defense is popping up, Alabama turning into a, a secondary factory of of positions that you think about. They're one of those. And we talked about it a ton last year. But both of those guys, I feel like you're getting good coverage. You're getting hard hitters. And you're right, kind of in that same vein. Matt Rule, not necessarily as, as uh, outspoken as a Dan Campbell, but he does. He's a meat and potatoes kind of guy. He wants that type of play. And... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they try to go for a Slater if he's not if he is on the board out there. Right. Maybe add a little bit of protection, like you mentioned, build build from the within. But yeah, I think uh, anything to help out their defense is humongous. I don't know if Micah Parsons goes here. I feel like they might need something in the middle of their defense, a guy that you know could go that way. It just doesn't seem like Rule. I don't know. He as much of a meat and potatoes guy as it is. I feel like he's a big character guy too. And obviously that that's getting called into question certainly with him with all the different shit that happened with him, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's they are a really interesting pick because they could make some trades. They could figure out some stuff here. Uh, I feel like we're throwing out trades for every every single team, but who knows? It's going to be fun to see what they end up doing. It's something too that you mentioned that tw- that groove of basically the the tens ten through through nineteen through twenty that those guys end up like a few of them end up being all pro all timers, maybe not all timers, but it'll be really fun to see what these guys end up doing. Cause they could be a guy that just moved down a little bit. They just tinker a little bit, maybe move back a spot through the Broncos because they, you know, somebody's out there, whether it's fields, Lance, whomever that the Broncos want to take. And they're too worried that the Panthers might do it. And they, you know, maybe the Panthers get a fourth rounder for it, something like that to swap picks. It'll be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I um, I think when we move to number nine, the Broncos are sprinting to the draft board now. Unless they're sold on 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 on, on uh, lock, which I don't think they are. I, I think Justin Fields is the quick pick here. Um, yeah, I think they. I like, think again, so. I think they run up. The track. Uh, let's go as fast as I can get there. They take Fields or Lance, but I think they go Fields. Um, I think he's my second prospect on the board, I think. Um, and they run back. If it's not Fields, it's a defensive player, but they run at this point up there. They take Fields and kind of just move on. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think they're taking a quarterback. I've seen some that have them getting an offensive lineman, have them getting Micah Parsons, getting a linebacker. Somebody had Kyle Pitts falling all the way to nine, which I feel like doesn't happen. Unless the, no. the Dan Campbell super gritty draft ends up happening. We're just going to dub it that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're t- I feel like they're taking a quarterback. It's almost a fucking layup. You, I forgot to mention them in the list of teams to trade up to number four. I feel like that's their most likely scenario. And if it doesn't happen, they're taking Justin Fields. Those are my like one and two of what they end up doing. Yeah, I don't know what Elway wants to give up to move up to number four because I feel like on a draft day type of thing, you almost have to throw in a lot of extra, extra sparkle to it, whether that ends up being serious stuff or they throw in a series of fourth and fifth round picks in consecutive drafts to try to get this thing done and maybe move it over the goal line to use football terms. Uh, but I don't know that that would be my thought on kind of the flashy move, see what ends up happening. But if not, I feel like fields lines up with this team. Well, he, you know, a mobile guy. You mentioned reading defenses, which, you know, is a big deal in the NFL, but also 
in the AFC West may not be the biggest deal right now, and he comes into it, or he gets the trial by fire. He gets thrown right into it and has to have the Kansas City Chiefs beat good, up on him. And then yeah, play but it's the, a good situation yeah. with the Broncos, right? You got you have um, – Oh, God, hang on, hang on. He was the SMU wide receiver. He got hurt all year. He's everybody's dynasty league. I'll think of his name in a second. Um, uh, anyway, they got Jerry Judy. They have Melvin. Yeah, Judy they have was a good offensive. Of, um, right, no, no. About. Oh, God. Oh, it's going to come to me. Oh, anyway, it's going to bother me until I remember it. But they've got Jerry up. Judy. They got the Penn, they got the Penn State receiver um, whose name will pop into my head here to say. They've got a young skill position group there in the Denver that I really like. Um, Noah Fance, the tight, the pass catching tight end out there. Melvin Gordon, decent offensive line, not great, but but better than the worst. Um, with a team that could bounce back on the pass rush side, when you think of Von Miller and you think of Bradley Chubb, they've got a little talent there. But if Justin Fields can come in and light it up, they've got an opportunity in Denver. I think they have a better team than people give them credit for. Um, and as soon as you tell me who that wide receiver is for Denver, Cortland Sutton is the SMU receiver. Cortland Sutton, thank you. Who is very good, very plus good. Jerry Judy plus plus the Penn Stater. Which Penn Stater? They've two. They do. Deshaun give Hamilton him, him is four the... years into the league, and no, KJ Hamler is who guy. you're thinking of. KJ Hamler. Not that yeah, Hamilton yeah. isn't okay, but Hamler's the guy. So they've got great offensive talent. I think any quarterback that walks in there, which is probably why they're thinking Drew Locke isn't the guy, if he can't have success with that group, because there's some good players there. Like, what is he? It's a young wide um, receiver Melvin, room. That's the biggest problem. And you almost want to have young, that it's talented. Kinda, you want that. It's very talented, but you want to have, like, you either want to have a veteran, like, that's why they were trying to go after Matt Stafford or, like, help these right. guys take a next step, or you want these guys to go, go through it all together. You're running through Mahomes in that division for the next however many years and half a billion dollars. Um, so you're basically <laughs> battling for a wild card spot and maybe a couple years you, you get a, maybe get a shot at the division title, but tell that to the Buffalo bills, uh, not Jacksonville Jaguars, Miami dolphins and New York jets about yep. that. Granted. Now I'm with you. Some of them have beaten the Patriots in the playoffs. The New York jets immediately come to mind. Can't wait, but you know, building that team, you're you're gonna have to. There's a process to this, to use some Sixers terms, but uh, you know, there, the, Elway. I'd love to have our boy Matt Height back on to to ask him about that, of where he where he stands on Elway in general over the the whole tenure with the team, um, and what the what the team, you know, what they need, what he'd like to see as a fan, because he, you know, uh, Broncos fans are all pretty plugged in, but seeing, I don't know what they could uh. Where they go to try to approach the Mahomes? Oh shit! Elway is, is not the GM anymore. Why didn't? Why did you not correct me on this? Um, that is George Patton is their new GM, um, but Vic Fangio still the head coach, so I at least got it there. I thought something might have happened with this, but um, yeah. But we'll see what this team does and where they go from here. I think they're taking a quarterback. I think so too. Which takes us to ten. Um, and our beloved, I'm kidding, obviously, Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. To me, Patrick, I, I'm going to play smart here. Patrick Sertain is the choice. Makes a ton of sense. They could go offensive line. Um, they, they, they could go uh, 
uh, Vera Tucker out of USC, but I think they go cornerback. They take Sertan across from Diggs, the Alabama product, upgrading that defense, which really needs it. Um, that's where I'm heading. It's a smart pick for Jerry, but every once in a while he gets it right, and I think Sertain is a great – I hate to say it because I love him not to be there. I think he's a good player, but that's where I think it's going. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting of who ends up being there. You mentioned it, that they desperately need defense, and I feel like that's where they're going. Um, not to go on the nose with the Cowboys, but I feel like if Micah Parsons is there, they're taking him just because it seems to line no, up with because- it. Oh, but they have Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. They can't afford money. I'm just saying they... I guess, uh, I guess so. I'm trying to be smart in this conversation, okay? I'm trying to not no, be... No, I was trying, to, I was trying right? to dig at the Cowboys. Um, hey, I hope they take Parsons. Go ahead. I, I like the guy, but... I like, but I feel I like, like the, Parsons I like the is the kind of guy, and, I, and not to name drop, but I, I saw him play in high school, and he is a big motherfucker. He plays some serious shit. And I want to correct myself on the Elway thing. He's still the president of football operations. So he's still there with the Broncos. Um, felt like a complete dumbass with that. So that's why I'm having that non sequitur. But Parsons, big motherfucker. He can get a lot of shit done. He's 6'3", 245 are his measurements. I don't think you move him to like an edge rusher or something like that. But he could be a guy that regardless of where he ends up going, has that sort of thing. Now for the Cowboys themselves, do they take a, you know, whichever cornerback isn't there whether it's certain whether it's um your boy that you had drafting there cj horn or jc horn excuse me or do they take a, a shot at like a caleb farley i think defense is the correct answer for them the thing that you'd be concerned about if you're a cowboys fan which i'm sorry that you are but really laying into him but if you don't go defense you know, then what, what's been the point of saying we have the best offensive line? What's the point, you know, of the pay Dak? If you take another wide receiver to add to that, to think, let's add another young guy with C.D. Lamb and, you know, a somewhat aging rest of your of your wide receiver room. Do you try to take a, a tight end? You mentioned with Kyle Pitts and, and not run it back with the guys that you've been working with. I don't know, like, Jer- Jerry wants flash, but... I don't know. It's it's certainly not the right thing to be smart there. Mooring, you mentioned him, probably probably the right pick to go that way, build the secondary, not let a team, well, really not a team in the NFC East, but not let a team in the NFC go over the top from you, at least develop something like that. So maybe, the, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's probably the right pick for them. Yeah. So do I said we kind of breeze through after we get to 10. You know, I think the Giants at 11, fascinating, um, because I don't know where they're going to go, right? I mean, they signed Kelly, Kenny Galladay. They've got a couple players. I don't think we haven't taken a wide receiver. Maybe they go best player available. Um, I, I, maybe they go offensive line. Um, but I think they take an Alabama wide receiver for some reason. Um, I, you know, I don't care who it is. Uh, you know, is a big, tall receiver. Maybe, maybe they go Devontae Smith. Does that work for them? It could. Yeah, I mean, okay. Sterling Shepard is still there, so you kind of have that that double. Right. Race. You, yeah. you have that double dosage there. 
And um, they got Slayton. Slayton's kind of guy that they've liked before. Yeah. So interesting pick. But I don't really care because the 12th pick is ours. Okay. Yeah. Jalen. Go ahead. Well, I was about to say Jalen Waddle could be could be their pick to be like a, a nice Z receiver for them, that right side yeah, and go that with way. The two, with the two corners off the board. I, you know, I love the move back to 12. First of all, if you can get Jalen Waddle at 12 and to think maybe he's your pick at six, like very happy there. It's huge. huge. I don't know if there's a lot of ways the Eagles can go, and I wouldn't like it. They have a lot of interesting needs. You know, if they go Elijah Vera Tucker, I'm happy. If they took Micah Parsons, I'd be happy. If they took Waddle or Smith, whoever's available, I'd be happy. If one of the two top quarters that was taken is there. I think the one thing that would bother me, you know, they're they're tied to this to Quiddy Pay, the 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 Michigan defensive end who I like, but not at twelve. Like, if they trade back, I'm fine. Like, this would be a great conversation to have with, say, the only problem is like I'd love for him to call New England, but New England, there's not like the teams in between them and New England don't need a quarterback theoretically. I'd love for them to get in the film with the Chicago Bears and make something happen here. Yeah, the Bears are a team that that you got to think if the quarterback run starts early, like it did in 2017, where they notably were the first team to make a trade and notably picked Mitch Trubisky instead of a Deshaun Watson or a Patrick Mahomes. Bears fans already have heard that enough, but that's it's something that could be done. I think you're right that that the Patriots are probably the a viable call, but the Patriots don't have a sense of urgency if they're trying to go with a quarterback for this, which they may not. They may fit, say, let's try another year of Cam Newton and, and build around it, get a receiver, get best player available, do whatever. It really also depends on what the Chargers and Vikings do and see where they end up going. Obviously, both teams have some serious upside from their rookies from a year ago. Chargers with Herbert, the Vikings with, with Justin Jefferson. In terms of what the Eagles... So it really depends on what happens. If we get the Dan Campbell super gritty draft, if we get the super skillsy draft, or anything in between, I think if one of the two corners is on the board, you don't have them in yours. But I think if one of them is on the board, the Eagles would be stupid to not pick one of them. I love all the receivers, and I was saying when they were at six that they need to take one of them. They need to figure it out. They need to get it. They need to build out this this receiving core that is either super old, super injured, or sucks and do that. But also, for how many years now, Jesus, almost choked on myself, um, the, the take I'm about to say. But for how many years, including in the Super Bowl year, did the secondary stink? And they, Tom Brady threw for over 500 yards in that Super Bowl. So they weren't that good. It's the highest scoring Super Bowl ever. You need to get a secondary guy in there. And I don't think that if uh, Mooring is out there, I want to make sure I pronounce his name right, in case he's an eagle, or if one of those cornerbacks is out there, it would be dumb for Howie to not take it. And if he took a wide receiver, if he got Devontae Smith, if Jalen Waddle's there, or fuck, if, if Pitts is out there, which he's not going to be, if Jamar Chase is out there, which he's not going to be, you know, great. That's awesome. You got a wide receiver. That's what we wanted from this originally. You move back. You got a conditional first round pick for Carson Wentz. You got all the shit that you got from various trades that you made. 
since the weird tank game, and now you've moved behind your divisional rivals. So it makes the whole weird Doug sitting Jalen Hurts thing even crazier and a weird anomaly to look at in Philadelphia Eagles history. Sorry, I'm getting really fired up about this. But if a defensive prospect like one of those three is out there, and I agree with you on the on the Quiddy Pay take, I have a lot of concerns around that. Just a really big guy, and they also they've they've taken enough edge rushers in the last number of years. Howie wants to be the fucking quarterback factory. We don't need to be the edge edge rusher factory too. Take a, a secondary guy. You have Darius Slay. He needs a compliment. The league moves more towards nickel and dime defenses. You need to prepare yourself for that because you saw what happened last year when those guys get hurt, and now you have a secondary that looks like fucking Swiss cheese. You need to re- to replenish that. So that is my thought. I think given the, the guys that we've gone through on your mock board, that it would make sense for, I don't know, maybe um, you've set Jeremiah from Notre Dame. I'm not going to dare pronounce his last name because I'm just going to fuck it up. Oh, the linebacker? Yeah, maybe take him. I don't know. Just build build some way from that. I don't know if you, you want to go deeper down on the secondary to say that because you just really want it, or you go best player available. If you went best player available because all the secondary dudes are out there, are gone, all the wide receivers are out there, as long as it's not a quarterback, fine. But just, I think secondary is of way more importance than offensive line. Well, obviously, offensive line is super important. But that I'd rank it a little higher than offensive line. Yeah, I guess what I would say is, to me, there's not a lot of ways they can go wrong. Um, you know, wide receiver, I think... I guess I'm a little fatigued at the Eagles drafts from the last couple of years. That's where my sure. fire is Look, coming from. If you had told me, I'm, I'm still a Travis Fulgham fan. If you told me our starting wide receivers are Fulgham, Rieger, and Ward in, with Goddard at the tight end position in a team that needs to understand what it has, I'm fine with that. Which is why I'd love for a either one of the two top corners to me, because Caleb Farley, uh, Farley had a Botech has a back issue that's just scaring teams away. Um, if one of those two corners is available, I'm taking them. If one of the offensive line guys, if they love Tucker out of USC, I'm taking them. Yeah. Um, if somebody falls, it's fine. But if they take Waddle or Smith, I'm not upset. Like, no, I'm not going to be upset about really that either. Good I'm players. not because that's what and, we wanted. And, that's what you thought you were getting I, when you tanked that last game and moved right. to six. I, probably talk myself into their highest rated defensive end. I'm just going to be honest. I would, because I think it's really important to have defensive ends to have good defensive. Like, I think that's important, but all that being said, like when I look at it, I want, I would go, I'd be interested in, in Micah Parsons. I think his ceiling as a linebacker is the highest in this draft. And I know we got the guy from, you know, we signed the guy, but I don't, I don't think that matters much to me. So, Again, I'm. I don't think there's a lot of ways they could go horribly wrong, other than reaching ridiculously. I don't think Quiddy Pay is a reach, by the way. I think he's a great player. I think he's a potentially be a really good player. But you have Brandon Graham, you have Derek Barnett, you have Josh Sweat. We've got a lot of these guys already. Why take them? Um, yeah. You know, again, interesting. I think, I, but I, I, there's going to be very few ways that are going to make me upset with their pick. I will tell you the one the one position, realistic position, because they're not taking a kick or a punter, that would fe- infuriate me would be a quarterback. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, I'm, yeah. I understand in this case Trey Lance is still out there. I doubt he will be, but 
I'm not touching a quarterback. I want to see what we have in 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 Jalen Hurts and move on from there with our plethora of draft picks. Totally agree. Totally agree. You need to do that at least for a year. You didn't make these trades to trade away Carson Wentz to pick Jalen Hurts with a second round pick last year, which we've you and I have said this a thousand times on this podcast of all of the craziness of that pick. But you didn't do that just to have him be the quarterback for the last quarter of the season. And then because of internal shit, now he's not the guy. Then what the hell was all of this for? I get it if you want to like have insurance, but now is not the time to do that. That's next year. This isn't the the Cardinals trading away Josh Rosen and figuring out what they can do there to get Kyler Murray. This like you would trade him away if there's a draft day trade to tr- dump him and get whomever. It'd be stupid to do. Uh, sorry, I'm yep. still getting fired up on this. But let's. Um, All right. So we're. We're not running late because we can do this for however long we want to, but we're not even halfway through the first round. Do you want to do like kind of a rapid fire of picks and just ideas yeah. on teams? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Name name the team. I know who's next, but name the team and I'll give you my thoughts, if you will, and then you can tell me if you think it's near near way off. We can go in order. Yeah, let's just do that. Yeah, let's do it. All yeah. right, so 13 Chargers. What do you got? Offensive lineman. Best available. Totally probably agree. Tucker out of USC. Yep. I totally agree with that. All right. Vikings corner would be my initial pick. That's if I could take it. Thought. Yep. But, but if not, I think a linebacker potentially fits here. Um, just, just a thought. It, I think they're, but I think they're going, let me say it. They're going defense. Let me, let me rephrase this. They're going they defense. Need to go Whoever defense. it is. Yeah. Right. Could, yeah. Could be pay. Could he, could be, could he pay? Sorry. We're, we're taking too long. Next one. Uh, the Patriots are next. I think if Trey Lance is available, they're sprinting. Okay. Like, I think they would love the opportunity. Um, so that's where I'll go. If not, oh, man, I, 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 like a thousand different directions in my mind. Um, Got to be offense, though. Yeah. Would you even think go offensive line or are we jumping – too far down on the the offensive. Well, they did chart. lose. They they did lose Joe to Joe Joe to. Uh, like, do they go with Jenkins from Oklahoma State? Uh, I, there's a lot of like there. I, I mean, it's the, it's Bill Pelichek. Like he could go in a thousand directions. Um, but Trey Lance is available on my board, and I think they take him. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Um, we might cover him in a minute. So I was going to say noted Patriot. Son is also available there, uh, but that's a defensive player. Uh, Cardinals. Wild options for the Cardinals, by the way. They, I mean, is there like a more random team? But I, I love them to take a defensive end. So I'm taking Quiddy. I'm taking. I'm taking Quiddy Pay here out of out of um, out of Michigan. I like it. I like it. The only the only concern I have that of the player, not the position. Because I agree, defense is huge for them. Their offense is, is not perfect, but is near complete for what they need. Maybe an offensive lineman if it's there. kind of depends on well, who's out there. Uh, the one spot that's kind of fascinating is running back because Kenyon Drake is gone. Sure. Could they crazily take, like, Najee Harris? So, yeah, let's Travis have this conversation ETN. now because I was, I was going to okay. want – 
I was going to ask at some point of what do we think of the deal with running backs this year? We've had for however many years now running backs going early, a lot of running backs going in the first round, and now it seems like running backs just are completely devalued. And I don't know if it's because Najee Harris is like is on most places I'm I'm looking the number one rated running back, and he's six two two thirty. Do they think he's going to be too slow or? Matt, explain running backs in the NFL draft for 2021 to us. the problem is you're finding them all over the place. Sure. Um, You know, like like a lot of the running backs, you think about, you know, the – you think about um, the the Super Bowl, you know, I guess Clyde Zebra-Hillard didn't really play that much. I mean, Ronald Jones wasn't a topic. You can get these guys in all different types of picks. So so there's no – necessity to take them early but there is a new trend that i think a lot of smart teams are going to start to see if you take a running back in the first round you get the fifth year option which is really nice instead of having to overpay them now some might hold out um and again i i, I don't i don't know if this will be the case for the cardinals if they'll do it but i i kind of like the, the the much later pick of going um of going running back. Uh, but you can, again, you can get them all over the draft in all different spots. So you don't need them early. Okay. That's fair. Um, but I, 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 you know what? I, I want to restate this. I, I, I mentioned, I still think they go pass rusher Chandler Jones coming off of injury. What do they get at a JJ Watt? But a linebacker could be the choice here too. It's a really interesting pick that can go in a thousand different directions would be the best way I could put it. Absolutely. All right. Next, the Raiders. Wouldn't they like a quarterback here? Right. Huh? Like they, I think they would, but I, I don't see how they take one. Um, did I take? I forget. I don't think I took Micah Parsons yet. Right. No, you haven't. We've just thrown him out for ten different teams. He's such a, uh, he's such a fascinating choice. There's so many. There's so many thoughts with him. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know. The Raiders, they're just like a weird team. Strange team. Players. Um, no, I'm going to be smart. I, I think I think they they dumped three fifths of their offensive line is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Alex Leatherwood, the guard tackle, maybe center out of Alabama, makes a lot of sense. I'm going I'm going smart John Gruden football here because I, I think he is a really smart coach. I think they take I think they take him. And they take a good offensive lineman to kind of rebuild and a much cheaper version of their offensive line. Yeah, that seems like the smart play. Um, maybe and that seems dumb too because it's it's John Gruden, but I'm taking the smart play. Yeah, I was going to say maybe <laughs> they go defense and go that way, uh, best available defender. But it kind of depends. They have they have some talent over there. They um, they they also signed a lot of of linebackers, which is why I'm interesting. Like this past year, which is why I'm kind of out on them taking yeah, a linebacker. Yeah, okay. And they and they drafted some defensive linemen too, so. Yeah, yeah. oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh Dolphins. Dolphins got a second pick here. Um I, I you know, they, remember they 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 moved off of Kyle Van Noy. They they cut him. He's out. I, I, you know, they, they go off. We have them go on offense in the first round in the first pick, I should say, excuse me. Um, I think, I think I would go back to defense here. 
Um, I like, I guess I haven't taken him. So, so, but Parsons doesn't fit. You know who does fit? Uh, Zayvon Collins, the linebacker um, out of Tulsa. Um, I think he's a really good player. I think that's where they go. I think they go linebacker Collins. Um, he, he's probably less of an athlete, more of a kind of a pure linebacker. And I think it's a good pick. Okay. That's fair. I agree. Defense is, is what the Dolphins need. You know, you're wondering what year two of Tua is going to be like and how that's going to go. But I don't think if there's a quarterback available, you, I don't think you take one. I don't know what yeah. tools you could add outside of maybe a receiver, but I feel like you can't really like you're in that kind of weird no man's land of, do you want to reach for a guy or do you just trade this I, back and, and do something there? Because they already took a receiver. Oh, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I forgot. They that. don't need forgot who I we chose def- them. No, right. No, I think defense is smart here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Washington football team. I like a, another, another team in kind of an interesting spot. Um, I think they could consider offense. Um, I like Christian Derisaw at Avatech, the offensive tackle. Um, they could use him. He kind of propels himself into an offensive tackle spot. They've got a great defense. I thought maybe they go like maybe they go wide receiver, but I don't see it anymore. Um, and I think they go. I think they go offensive tackle. Good pick here too. I like this guy. Um, which which leads us to the Bears, um, who to me, I'll st- I'm just gonna I'm jumping here quick, but I think the Bears also offensive linemen because there's no quarterback available unless they fall in love with somebody. Um, I think they take the best offensive lineman available who I think they need. I think that's Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State, another tackle who I think is really good. I like I like Darisaw a little better, but they're both really good players. I like that. I really like that. Um, any chance the Bears tr- – well, we know there's a chance. We've talked about it a bunch. What odds would you put or percentage that the Bears trade up to try to get a quarterback? I just don't think they have the resources, right? That's why I don't bring it up. Okay. I really don't think they can do it, just to be honest. So, I mean, maybe they try to trade up into that teens area if the quarterback drops, but they better like the quarterback if they're going to do it. Yeah, I feel like they could wait it out another year, see who's available next year, all that sort of stuff. Um, All right. I don't love Andy Dalton at all, but to me, they don't have the ammo. You know, they don't don't even have that many great – they got a lot of expensive players. Like Khalil Max, so hard to move because of his contract. So, yeah. what are they going to do? Yep. The Indianapolis Colts are next. Great, great spot for them here. They can go so many directions. Um, I, I like a defensive player. I'm between Caleb Farley, the kind of dropping Virginia Jack corner, or a defensive end, which would make some sense. Um, they lost a couple this season. So I'm going to go with the, the second defensive end off the board. Jalen Phillips out of Miami doesn't have the same athletic pedigree of Rousseau, but a, uh, his Gregory across from him there, but a really good player kind of fits that Colts mindset of smart and intelligent. So that's where I would head here. Oh, they could go fairly with Xavier Rhodes taking a walk. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, so who are we next? Who are we next? Uh, the Titans. Here we go. Yeah. Again, another team in a good spot. Have a lot of needs, though. Um, I think losing Corey Brown could really push them 
towards a wide receiver. Now, I, I think they would prefer to go tackle maybe offensive lineman. Just not a lot left in this draft at this point for me. Yeah, I um, that you're, so I, there's an opportunity cost to doing that at this point. You you trade back if you want to get one. Man, remember they have AJ Brown. It's not like they're it's not like they're absent of talent in 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 the in the pass catching regions of the draft. There's two wide receivers that I think as you get to the back end of the first round, you're going to hear a lot about. Um, one is Bateman out of Minnesota, really good player. Um, probably my concern with him is does he have the elite separation ability um, to to figure it out? The other guy to me is Tooney, um, Kadarius Tooney out of Florida. Um, more of a he's got some injury history. I, I like him. Um, so the question is, what are they looking for? But I would probably take him. He he sits his kind of fourth on my board, four four forty. So he's got the speed. Um, again, probably projects more as a slot guy than Bateman. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they go there. I think he's more explosive um, than Bateman is. So I'm taking Tootie out of Florida to kind of help round out that offense. I think there's just not enough defensive players left for them to go after somebody. They do get Bud Dupree, too, to help out in the pass rush. No, I totally agree with that. I think uh, adding more to their offense and kind of giving more options to Tannehill is probably a better idea. If It's something that if we, we talked about running backs, but there's enough for them to do in later rounds to add a, a second option behind Derrick Henry, right? So I feel like receiver, yeah. there's not a surefire tight end that you're going to take in the first round outside of Pitts. That's probably the right idea. Maybe go with – it kind of depends on what ends up happening here. You're right. They have so many different options to go. Um, I don't know. They're a team, too, that you might feel like gets involved in some sort of three-way deal because they have different options. They can be flexible with with what happens, and they seem like somewhat of a desirable team to be on, right, other they've attracted various free agents, and they've done well. They're finding some sort of level of success. It's really interesting there. All right, the Jets have the Seahawks pick at 23. Another pick for them. We had them going with a quarterback. Do they add any sort of talent to protect, or do they go defense here? Oh, then Robert Sala takes over as head coach, which to me screams, screams defense. Um, I think there's a couple different directions they could go. A lot of good corners off the board. Um, I like Jamin Davis out of Kentucky, uh, a tackling machine, good speed. I don't know if he's Fred Warner, but I think he's a good player. I like him better than the Notre Dame guy, Awusu Koromoa. I believe I got that right. Um, who's better than really me. Really fast, kind of fits Telvin Smith, but I like Jamin Davis to kind of take over in the center out of Kentucky here. Um, I think it's smart to go defense, even though uh, maybe, maybe they take a Bateman, but I think they go defense. Yeah, okay. I, that's probably the right answer. You know, I feel like I, – actually, I'm going to – You don't like you don't like that it's the right answer, but <laughs> it um, is. I can't. I mean, again. Well, so there's a, a guy that seems like – Uh-oh, who do you uh, – floating for, around well, for the next For the next team. That's okay, we're up. going to Pittsburgh. Well, that could be good for the for the Jets. It's because of a, a certain retirement. The Steelers are in need of a position, but he could be good. Landon Dickerson with the Jets. 
you know, take a young guy, mold him into a guard center type. Because of Maurice Pouncey retiring, it almost seems like it's a layup for the Steelers to get him with the next pick. Is that a guy the Jets might go in and get, or is that a, or should we just say it's a foregone conclusion that the Steelers take this guy? You think the Steelers are going offensive line? I've so I think it's a good pick. I've also seen them going, them grabbing Najee Harris on various yeah. drafts because. They're in desperate need of that, which I feel like is probably the answer for them. You could also see them reach down of if and grab a guy out of, you know, maybe late first, early second of a receiver. I feel like they're fine defensively. They did find they did great last year with it. They just need different tools to help out that this team. And I feel like going offensive line is the smarter move for them. Not disagreeing. But they desperately need a running back. Yeah. And I don't think help's coming in the free agent market at this point. Which is I weird love... to think that the Steelers aren't yeah. this desirable location, given that they have a great coach. They have an aging Big Ben, which I guess is part of it. But like, they're a team that is always going to be there because it's it's a, a proud traditional NFL franchise, you know? Yeah. But I think Najee, I was a Travis Etienne guy for them to start. Oh, you you love Travis Etienne. That's been your I boy. do. Podcast listeners are not shocked to hear that. If you've been listening for a while, but, I should say. I know, but I've changed my tune for the Steelers. Etienne doesn't fit, right? They need a guy, not that Etienne, I think Etienne is the best back in this draft. But although there's so some guys out of North Carolina, but I digress. I think they go Najee Harris. Super talented, right? Elite level of talent. Really performed at Alabama. Even with the talent still shown showed to me, he was a big time guy. I think they go here. I think they go him here. They're going to play a lot of four wide receiver sets. You got Deontay Johnson. You got James Washington. Um, excuse me. You got Juju Smith-Schuster. And I'm forgetting one guy here that's going to pop. And they got four quality wide receivers on this roster. They're going to play a lot of four wide receiver sets. Najee Harris, with his ability to both make guys miss and power, is going to run in a lot of six, five to six man boxes. I think it's a great look for Big Ben to help them out. They've got to upgrade over James Conner, who simply just didn't have it late. So I'm going Najee Harris here. I think it's an easy pick. Yes, I get it. They could go defensive end or outside linebacker with the with the the loss of Bud Dupree to the to the Titans, but I'm but I'm going i'm sticking with running back from day one i've said running back i think it's where they go yeah i uh i don't disagree it's i feel like something on offense to help just get some get some fucking some momentum i don't know is uh the way to go here i mean who knows they're they're gonna be an interesting team to watch from there um we have next okay good that wasn't just a projected trade the Jacksonville Jaguars getting this from the Rams. What do we got here, Maddie? Um, again, team that needs almost everything, right? When you think when you think about this roster, obviously Trevor Lawrence coming to town helps, but th- there's a lot of needs here. Um, I like Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle out of Alabama. Really popped on the on film. Had a good end of the year last year, so that's where I'm heading. I think they could truly use um, some help there. So I'm, I'm going Barmore. I think he's a great player. I've heard talent-wise, can they get the right coaching? Um, 
I think Urban Meyer is, is enough of a Nick Saban-ish type of coach to get the best out of him. So I'm going there. But they, they could really go anywhere here. They could go – maybe they go Bateman or, or, or Marshall or, or a wide receiver, but I think they go Barmore. I think it makes sense. Without an elite def- offensive line prospect on the board, um, that's where they're heading in my mind. Yeah, they're going to have to address it at some point, but I, I agree with you. I feel like there's just such a – there's such a cost to try to draft somebody there. It's something that maybe if they traded out of this to get some more assets in this, maybe future assets, I wouldn't be shocked to see it, but I think you're right to get yeah. Barmore to, I think Barmore is the answer of the guys that we have available on your board. Um, maybe Newsom replenish that secondary a little bit. Well, but they, but they, they took Henderson last year, which is kind of why sure. I was okay. not okay. feeling that a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the one other position I would – I love the trade back idea, right? Find yeah. a team that – maybe there's a quarterback in the back end that somebody wants to have them trade back in. I love the idea of trading out of this spot, but either way, I think they can find a couple spot, a couple I good think that, players. Yeah, here. I think there's a da- that some sort of dance partner that helps them get get some semblance of an idea. It's, it's something to figure out from them of – where they're going to go. Cause this is literally, we could say this about every single team in the twenties of the NFL draft, but there's so many different directions that can go. Cause there's, there's right. things that these teams need to address. The Browns are a team next that we can probably find a couple different things for them to go to. But Matt, what do you got on Cleveland? So Cleveland has done an amazing job of managing their opportunity with Baker Mayfield's minimal cap hit. Um, and it's something that you'll hear a lot of different people talk about is the lower cap hit for these rookie quarterback deals is a huge thing. They can just accumulate talent. And they really have accumulated a ton of talent. Um, I think linebacker makes sense. And, and I, I'm going with the, the, the Notre Dame guy, Owusu Karamoa, Jeremiah, um, hyper fast, similar to Telvin Smith, the former Jaguar who retired not too long ago. Um, I think they could do some really good things with him. Like they bring him in. They've lost some guys in the linebacker position, get some hyper-athletic there. Helps out with Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, that Joe Burrow at Bengals offense. And even the Steelers fighting the field is the kind of guy you can leave on the field and manage through. That's where I'm heading for them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's there. You're exactly right that they're doing a great job with the contract situation. Again, it's a team that could go any different direction, and I'm going to sign off on that. I know Browns fans probably have an idea of who they want and what the correct position is, but I feel like any pick for them is a good pick to lock down the momentum that they have currently going with Baker Mayfield. Right, certainly agree. Yep. So we got the Ravens next. A Ravens team that really kind of just ran into the ran into the end of the road. I don't know what how best to put it outside of that of uh, – you know, they had the crazy game with the Bills and everything that happened there. Matt, what what do you got with the Ravens? What do they need here to make Lamar continue to, to jump out? Or is it a defensive issue? What what do you got with them? Yeah, I mean, I've heard offense, I've heard I've heard a wide receiver would, would really be something they're looking for. But they've got a pass rushing issue right now. So Yannick, uh Nangakwe and Matt Judon both gone. Um, I love a, a defensive lineman pass rusher because mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a wide receiver here. Like Bateman to me doesn't kind of fit what they want. So I love uh, Jason 
Ohe out of Penn State, kind of a hybrid DN, a stand-up outside linebacker, pass rush guy. I think they take him. They can kind of protect him a little bit, which I think is really nice. So that's where I would head if I was the Raven. You need pass rush help. We talked about the rest of this division. Um, and they need they need it in they need it in the in the playoffs as well. So I'm taking him to kind of replace some of the lost pass rush ability solely because even though they want a wide receiver, none makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but equally important, they have another first round pick. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because they right. moved Orlando Brown. So that's what makes sense to me. No, you're exactly right. And I think it's something where you could go with him. That's a great pick of, of Ohe. You could go with maybe Osai out of Texas. You could yep. maybe go. That would be fine. See like if, uh, a Zavin Collins, am I pronouncing his name right, from Tulsa. Take, yep. take a run on him, maybe see if he's that kind of hybrid player as well. I know he's traditionally more a middle linebacker, but you know, it's the NFL. You can you can move guys around. You know, I, I think though that front seven is vitally important to them, both within the division and then especially in the playoffs. It's the same thing we were talking about before of with with like a secondary guy of if somebody falls to you, great, take him. But I feel like you can do a little more damage, both in terms of ROI and readiness later on mm-hmm. in the second and third round. So I feel like that's yeah, no. front seven is where if you're the Ravens, you want to focus there and you're n- nail on the head with a wide receiver. Who are you taking? Elijah Moore. I'm, I'm staying away from that guy. If I'm a, if I'm a fan of a team that picks oh. him, I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna be happy if I used a first round pick on that guy. There's a, I think there's a number of, I think there's a number. I'll tell you. I think there's a good bunch. We'll talk about some of these wide receivers coming up. There's a lot of good wide receivers. Like I think. Look, I I wouldn't. They went Elijah Moore if Tooney was available. Even Bateman. Um, there's some good wide receivers out there. Yeah. Um, there's a guy I love. Terrence Marshall's not the guy, but the the, the LSU guy, six four outside kind of receiver. Uh, there are some really good wide receivers. Um, but again, I'm not taking one here when I think there's some pretty good talent on the board. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh, so you mentioned. They have a second pick. We'll get to that. Uh, the Saints are next. Yeah, fascinating choice here. They they can go in a lot of different they ways, that, you know. But have a million uh, different directions they can go in. Yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you. I I think secondary makes sense. They've lost some guys there. I agree. The guy that keeps popping up with 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 Jenkins aging. Not that they're replacing him. But Tra- uh, Trayvon Morrig out of TCU, great-looking defensive safety. I think they could bring him in. Um, they could go Greg Newsom, by the way, at a Northwestern. It's the corner. But I would go Trayvon Morrig. I think they could upgrade the safety position, really steps in well with an offense that should rebound with Michael Thomas being healthy. Another team that could go could go wide receiver, right? Emmanuel Sanders moving on. But um, I like Morrig here. I think it's a smart pick. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely secondary. Uh, it depends on who's there. I think that's correct. Um, the Packers, what do you got with them? Yeah, again, I think I think I think Rodgers would love a wide receiver. Now, I'm going to name a guy that I don't think goes here, but he is probably my favorite. One of my favorite wide receivers is Rondell Moore, a little slot guy. Sure, could really pair up well. Um, Man, I I would consider him. Like, that would be – or Toomey would be the other guy. Um, they did lose a lot of offensive line help. 
um, with some with, so Jackson Camp uh, uh, Carmen out of uh, Clemson kind of fits a little bit here, but I, oh, this, this is a really tough one. Um, I feel like they can't take a wide receiver, right? It would just be too nice to Aaron. So I'm gonna go Jackson Jackson Carman out of uh, Clemson, uh, kind of a do it all guy. I like that. I like that a lot. On the offensive line, yep. No, I like that. I actually really like that pick. Um, all right, the Bills are up next. What do you think here? Every dynasty fantasy football team is going to love my Bills choice. What could the Bills just not do that killed them in the playoffs? They couldn't run the football. Step in. My God. Travis Etienne. See, taking over for underwhelming Devin Singletary. This I is, mean, tell me that's not juicy. Though. No, this this is the perfect pick. This is I've seen right? a couple of different mock drafts. It's I'm one that sorry. I that I really like. I think he's that's the team that he fits in with best of all the teams that are hanging out there in the late first round. If he's going, he's going to the Bills. If he doesn't get picked by I, the Bills, it'd be kind of crazy to see him get picked. Look at the Packers. We're just like, yeah, we're going to have him be our third no, string. Too, but they paid too much to Aaron Jones. I understand. You and know, then, and like, Jamal Williams. You know, right. It's like, oh, if we want to, you know, we wouldn't be the running back factor. We want to be Howie, but running backs. <laughs> or if the Saints were like, we need a backup to, to um, why is his name escaping me? Um, Alvin Kamara. Like, oh, we want to take him there. No, that doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. It doesn't make sense. It makes sense in Buffalo. You're exactly right. They can't run the ball. Their defense is excellent. Josh Allen, I'm still taking apologies from you. I believed. I know you're you're still – jury's out for you. Maybe a wide receiver. Maybe they take a a gamble there to have a deep threat guy. But they've got – but yeah, no, they got digs. They got – they signed Emmanuel Sanders. That's right, they did. I forgot they signed Emmanuel Sanders. I was thinking like a guy to, to go over the top, have Beasley and Diggs, the two catching guys, right. and a guy over the top, I, a speedster. But again, you I can get that the, later in the draft to roll the dice right. on or something like that. I, um, I think the defense, they could go deep. They could go linebacker. They could go pass rusher. I'm not saying they won't, but God, Travis Etienne just fits. I think he fits them in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Versatile, can play out of the shotgun, which we know Josh likes. You know, maybe it's just the fact that the Bills like back, so did I'm such in. a good job of of withholding the the Ravens in that crazy uh, a, a, AFC divisional round game. That I feel like their defense. You just need to add depth. You don't need a flashy first round pick for it. Which is why I'm agreeing with you. I just think they want to capitalize on that. That's such a glaring hole in their offense. Maybe an offensive lineman, depending on who's out there, to just again add depth but, to this. Yeah, but so many have gone right. Like, that's the problem. Yeah, that, we, again, we've yeah. already pushed through a lot. If he right? ends out so, there, yeah. it just seems like such a perfect fit. But we've thought these before, yep. and we've thought these in the moment of picks happening, and they decide to go with something else. And sometimes it works, sometimes yep. it doesn't. I think I think I agree with you with the flash of Etn. But I'm trying to like think here if if. I'm sitting out there. I'm wondering what's going to happen. You never know from a year from hell, literally a year from hell with COVID, but a year from hell with injuries plus COVID with whatever is still kicking around in September when football comes back around. 
of how do we deal mm-hmm. with that, of how do we have the worst case scenario, which I feel like a lot of teams are going to come out of this thinking, which is why I'm a little shocked there's so many, like so much once-in-a-generation talent thought behind so many different players. But that that being said, I think ETN is the correct pick with, with the Bills. Yeah, and, and, and again, man, I wish I had a top dynasty pick because that sounds just so pretty. Right? Like, oh my God. You're not seeing me dance. He's a top, he's a top, he might be a first round pick in a draft, like in a draft. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how, like, unreal he would be to me in that offense. But again, you know. It'll be fun to see. All right. Uh, yeah. You mentioned the Ravens' second pick. Do you think they use it? I, again, I, I think it's a great opportunity for them to move back, but I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that. I, I love an off, um, offensive line. They're kind of out, right? They yeah. can go center with like Creed Humphrey or Landon Dickerson. But I'll tell you, Terrence Marshall sitting there. They've had their they've, they've gone with some young speedsters. When you think of Hollywood Brown, Terrence Marshall six four could give him a different dynamic from an offensive standpoint. Um, I, I would wouldn't be surprised if they went. Uh, like wide receiver here that that may be where i had okay but if they decided to take dickerson i would take him over humphrey um I, I wouldn't be opposed to it from a lamar jackson standpoint especially would be an option for him um so i point. would consider it but i wouldn't say i would do it i would take i would take the the wide receiver to be honest yeah there's there's plenty of options that are now becoming that kind of dudes that are rated between 30 and 50 that like that right. whole the rating completely gets thrown out the window. The guy that's rated fiftieth goes thirtieth, and you know so on and so forth. So there's a plenty of options there. It, it's basically who do you like more? I mean, for fuck's sake, the Eagles took Jalen Rager last year, coming out of nowhere. So there's di- di- teams have different plans for different guys. You could see a, a Dwayne Eskridge. You mentioned him from Western Michigan come out of there. Yep, mm-hmm. speedster that I feel like would really fit into that team pretty well. Really good pass catching, pass catching guy. Who knows? Maybe you see him bolster the the offensive line more. We said we're gonna run run it down your throat and do you know do some smash mouth football. But I think wide yeah. receiver is the correct decision there. Um, but the final pick of the first round, the defend the are they defending yet? Or are they just the champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, they're defending champions, right? Yeah. I think you could. Say well, they're not defending you yet. You know, the season hasn't. I, I guess, guess, te- yeah, I I guess the football te- year yeah, has begun. But they yeah. are. What are they? How are they defending it? They're it's just hanging out with the Stanley the Cup and the, the and, and, AFC Trophy, and I don't know what the fourth one is. You see that picture on the ocean of all four trophies? No, I didn't. I the didn't, rowdies. I, I Who are the rowdies? I'm gonna I look don't this know. Up. I don't know who that is. Here's the one thing I would say: they're in such a good spot. First of all. If somebody falls well, in love with a Kyle Trask or a Kellen Mond, it's a great spot. Like, this is a great trade-back spot. One of the ways I could see them going here is is um, is defensive end, right? Now, you got Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett, both good players. But Pierre Paul's older than people think he is, so he's a guy you could see be moved. Um, I, I think from another side, so that would be one option they have. Not moved, but but draft a guy. And the guy that pops up to me is Rousseau out of Miami, right? All the upside potential in the world. Take him. Let him sit behind two really good kind of veteran pass rushers in Barrett and Pierre Paul. 
and see what he can do. So that would be my choice for them. Go with that defensive end. You know, they've got plenty on the defensive backfield. They've got great linebacking core. Now, they could always take another offensive lineman, but they got a pretty good group there. Um, and they're not going wide receiver, not going, I'm um, sorry, running back now that they've re-signed Fournette. So I would, I would personally go, you know, I would personally go um, uh, defensive end. You can't have enough pass rushers, especially even still in this division, right? You still have a Saints offense with a ton of guys and you need pass rushers to win. So that's where I'm heading. Um, and, but again, they're in a great spot, right? Anybody in this very late back end picks 25 and up. If there's a quarterback out there, they could take them. There's a lot of different directions they could go. Yeah, I totally agree with you. There's a thousand different ways. I would like to see them. I don't know what I'd like to see them do. I don't know. Maybe I like your idea of maybe a pass rusher. That'd be fun. Yeah, look, if they don't resign Brown, they got Scotty Miller and they got Ty Johnson, the rookie out of Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, could they go offensive? I mean, like, like they could, could go, go offensive line and take like, well, could they take Rondell Moore, the guy like out of Purdue? I don't, I again, doubtful to me. Uh, and I think the smart move is take a pass rusher yeah. and let him grow and, and, and learn from some really great pass rushers, right. That we already have. So that's where I would head with it. Um, but they're an enviable, enviable position because if anybody else is out there, if any, if anybody needs a quarterback, they can, they can take a ton of different guys. So a lot of different ways they can go. Yeah, I guess I guess it's just Brady being in there that that uh, is making me think. Oh, this is a classic trade out position, but who knows? There's a th- Brady's not dumb though, right? Brady knows what they need, so yeah. Brady would be willing to maybe not do it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of good direction they can go with this this thing. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll but see. that that wraps that wraps up our first round. Um, I mean, this has been a good conversation, but it has it has been extensive, oh, especially yeah. this top ten picks. But there's so many ways that it can go. Um, just remember, a lot of guys are going to be taken late in this draft that are going to be huge impact players year one, year five, year whenever. Um, and just note that, right? It's really important. Um, a lot of great players coming, yeah, coming out of the back end, and uh, and we'll see. No, for sure. And to follow up with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. They are the level below the MLS in soccer. So Tampa Bay, including that, the American League Championship, along with the Stanley Cup and the Lombardi Trophy in their picture. Um, I have a buddy from Tampa who was like all about this. I'm like, what the fuck is this fourth team? So, uh, yeah, interesting stuff there. But, yeah, to get back to the draft, it's going to be awesome. I love the NFL draft. It's a great – being on Thursday night is awesome. I do miss like waking up on a Saturday, rolling out of bed and, you know, just kind of prepping like you would for a college football Saturday. You're all ready to go. And then you have the weekend and just watching like a football weekend. But, um, the Thursday night is awesome. It's just great to, uh, have that there. It's like a, it's like a television program, you know, to, to see it. There's the drama to it, especially once mm-hmm. some sort of run happens and it's going to happen. There's going to be you know, a guy that we thought is going to be, you know, the seventh overall pick, whomever it is, whether it's our Mark, Matt's mock draft, not ours. I'm not going to take ownership of that, Matt. Um, or whomever, you know, Kyle Pitts ends up going 15th. He goes 30th. I'm trying to think of a really asinine take that people know I'm kidding uh, instead of whatever it is. You know, the equivalent of the Brady Quinn 
that 07 draft where it looked like he was going to go to the Browns at like sixth and ended up going to the Browns at like 20th. Um, something crazy like that, but it happens. And Brady Quinn's a good example of that. And maybe there was a reason why he didn't get taken that quickly. Um, didn't work out, right? So. <laughs> did not work out, but Maddie, thank you. As always, this was an absolute blast. I cannot wait to see what happens there. Oh, thank you, man. This is one of my favorites. I just, I love I love the NFL draft. I don't know why, but I'm excited to watch. I'll be tuned in, and uh, hopefully, all my picks are right. Absolutely, or they're not, <laughs> or it's total, or like you said, it's total chaos. I'm fine with that too. Either way, it's a, it's an awesome night, and it's fun. You mentioned it, it's hope springs eternal. You know, it's it's like the Masters. It's just a sign that we're back. We made it out of the winter. Yep, it's like exactly. opening day in baseball. It's just a great, <laughs> you know, it's a it's a great sign of. Things are, things are moving, you know? <laughs> right. hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Can't yeah. wait. But that's going to do it for us. Everybody. Thank you for checking out this episode. I know it was not quite the mega pods we've done, but it's up there in terms of length. Go follow the Thunder blog, Thunder BLG on Twitter. Follow the bullpen cart. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, the bullpen cart. Give us a five-star review, all that good stuff. Follow us, uh, or uh, we already did the Twitter, Instagram, thunderbugsports.com. It is late. My mind is mush at this point. But, Maddie, thank you again. We will talk to you guys soon. Actually, we will talk to you tomorrow. We're dropping this Wednesday. Dropping on Thursday is a hockey podcast with me, Greg, and Mark. So be on the lookout for that. But for my man, Maddie D, I am the G-Man. Have a great week. And fly, Eagles, fly. Let's not fuck this up.